Welcome to the Athlete Dad Podcast, where we explore the intersection between physical pursuits and fatherhood. I'm your host, Ben Gibson, and what we're going to do on this show is we're going to hear from elite, amateur, or professional athlete dads around all topics like ambition, balance, and integration. So if you're an ambitious dad that is pursuing or looking to pursue your athletic passions now while improving the way you show up at home, then we have a great show for you. So it's nearly midnight. I'm lying alone in my tent. We're camped high up on this ridge around 11,000 feet, uh, and I haven't slept a wink. I know in about an hour, we're going to have to get out of our tents for our summit bid, and I am just lying here awake, and my mind is just racing. First, knowing that I haven't slept at all, and I'm about to have a 16 to 18 hour day, so we're going to be awake for over 24 hours on our summit bid. There's also this thunderous roar from this never-ending stream of rockfall just cascading down just below where we'll begin our climb. And this rockfall is just an ever-present reminder of the hazards that we're going to have to navigate on this route. We'll begin our bid by climbing the crux of the route or the most difficult part of the route which is gonna require us to first rappel down a rock overhang to get to the base of this really large ice chute. And at that point, we should have about seven or eight pitches of anywhere from 45 degree to vertical ice climbing to complete to bring us to the top of the ridge. Because we're doing all of this climbing around you know, one in the morning, everything is gonna be done in the dark. Most importantly, my mind is racing because I'm thinking about my family back home. I'm a dad of two small boys, I have my wife, and I just can't help but think about their faces and the risks that I'm taking, and I'm very unsuccessfully trying to rationalize why I'm lying here in this tent about to attempt what I'm about to attempt. You know, these types of pursuits, these climbs and goals of mine, they're really different now. You know, they were different becoming a husband, they were very different becoming a dad, and certainly now as a dad of two. And I know in these moments, I'm, I'm supposed to compartmentalize, you know, in order to focus on the task at hand to stay safe. But in this moment, I can't help but shake the feeling and shake the question that I just keep asking myself over and over again. What the hell am I doing here? My name is Ben Gibson, and I am so thrilled that you are here to have this conversation today. This is our first episode of the Athlete Dad Podcast for what I hope is many, many conversations that are rich and meaningful and helpful for all of you to pursue your athletic ambitions now, the things that you are most excited about that bring you joy, that spark energy inside you, while also improving the way that you show up for your families at home. You know, my goal is to explore the intersection of physical pursuits and fatherhood because one, this is the challenge that I'm facing. And the more dads I speak with, the more I hear this challenge come up in all of our conversations, whether these are friends of mine or random dads I've talked with on the chairlift at the ski resort. There's this struggle to continue to pursue your passions and goals, but not at the expense of your families. There's some people that tell me that they're excited for their kids to graduate and move out of the house so that they can finally start to pursue the things that they're passionate about. So they're going to wait 
a decade or more before they finally start to do things that really make them feel alive. And don't get me wrong, like being a parent, being a partner, like those are the most important things that you could be focusing on. But I think that there's a missed opportunity for you to not go out and also pursue the things that light you up, that you're passionate about. And specifically here, we're talking about physical pursuits, your athletic endeavors, whether you're doing them now or whether they're things that you want to get to. My goal for this is to help more dads create and get after their athletic goals so that they can improve the way that they show up for their families while also seeing success and fulfillment outside of their home. Let me take a little bit of a step back, give you some background on myself, talk to you about why we're talking about this topic today and how we created The Athlete Dad. So I'm a dad to two boys. Uh, Oak is my youngest. He's just under a year old and Brant is three and a half and a husband to my wife, Cherie. And I live in beautiful Bend, Oregon. Now, beside my kids and wife, I've got to be honest, I have an obsession. My obsession currently uh, is mountain sports. If you have had any amount of time with me and the conversation goes more than 30 seconds, invariably we are going to start going down some rabbit holes about mountaineering and skiing and likely a combination of those. In fact, my current obsession is a combination of those where I'm trying to climb and then ski down and I'm increasing the elevation of the peaks that I'm climbing in preparation for my main goal at the moment, which is to climb Denali, the tallest peak in North America. You see, I'm not really somebody that dabbles in anything. I either go full on or I don't do it at all. And my wife likes to joke that what was once a promise to just go hiking with her more has now evolved into these like week long expeditions into the mountains to ski off the summits of volcanoes. So needless to say, I, I have a hard time keeping my hobbies as just hobbies. It's just that like when I do something, I get the most satisfaction in working hard to do it really well and to consistently improve. And I think the reason why is that there was a study done by a guy named Dr. John Barry in the UK. And they found that the number one thing that men can do to be fulfilled is self-improvement. Now, I find that everything in my life seems to improve when I'm working towards a specific goal. And I think it's because I'm actively working on self-improvement in a lot of aspects of my life. And so I'm getting this massive sense of fulfillment. But in order to pursue these goals, it requires that I up-level the way I show up in every other aspect of my life with nutrition, with sleep, with relationships, time management, all of the above. So because of this, I like to have a big goal in front of me at all times and something that I'm actively working towards most of the time. Now, as my objectives have evolved and increased in difficulty, I've learned that I need to approach them in a much more organized and thoughtful way, especially now since I've become a dad. Like I can't just wing my training. I can't just wing my preparation for a peak like Denali or, or one, I'm really putting myself and others at risk, but two, there's just no way that I can get everything done. And there's no way I can get everything done without completely pissing off everyone else in my family or totally neglecting them. I also want to succeed in my attempts. So I'm taking the approach of being an athlete and not just a hobbyist, so that gives me the best opportunity to be successful. 
And again, one of my big goals in this show is to get more dads like you to have specific goals. I think that's what makes this a big difference between being a hobbyist and being an athlete is the level of intentionality that you take when you approach achieving some of these goals. And I also do believe that if you're going to increase the complexity and the challenge of your goal, it does require more intentionality, more preparation, and those things are going to improve every other aspect of your life and your family will benefit because of it. Now, when I first became a dad, the thing that I struggled with the most was this feeling of selfishness. You know, I felt extremely selfish about how scared I was that in becoming a dad, it would mean that all of my goals and objectives that were outside of being a great dad, which let me be very clear, was a major focus and goal of mine and continue to be so today, all those things would have to be given up, at least given up for a while. And I really struggled with that because the reason that I do what I do and that I approach it the way that I approach it is like, look, I'm not a religious person, but I can tell you that the first time I climbed a mountain, it was like a religious experience for me. Like something touched my soul in a way that I've never experienced before. And even just in the exploration of the idea of climbing mountains, it became an instant obsession. I distinctly remember my first climb. You know, for summit days, you leave at like midnight or 2 a.m. So you're leaving in the dark. It's freezing cold. You probably didn't sleep. And we're just climbing up this steep ice chute and it's super hard work. And I just remember thinking to myself, oh yeah, like this is it. I, I do this now. And, and that I was going to find every opportunity to try to continue to pursue this and make it a part of my life. It, it just became that important to me. And every climb since has become this very important experience where the person that goes up the mountain is not the same person that comes down the mountain. And, and that has been a really, really important part of how I find fulfillment and how I grow as a person. When my son, my first son was born, he was born at 25 weeks. So we spent four months in the NICU. He came home on oxygen. You know, our, our world was pretty much rocked. You know, becoming a first time parent is difficult enough, but you know, the doctors told us there was like a roughly 5% chance that he wouldn't have long-term disabilities and that he'd probably have to live with us for the rest of his life. So, you know, right away, we're not only jolted by the fact of becoming new parents, but by this totally altered reality of what our life is probably going to look like. And there's this weird thing when you become a parent where, you know, if you think about the decision tree of your life, and if you go one route, you sort of cut off all the other decisions or all the potential routes that your life could have taken. And in a way, you, you experience this like loss, you, this mourning of the life that once could have been that no longer can be because you've gone down this other route. And so we went down this fork in that decision tree that was going to alter the way we thought our lives were going to be pretty significantly. If you met my son now, who's, you know, three and a half, you would never know that he was born preterm. He, he's about as normal as a kid as you can find. There's some lingering lung issues that, you know, means he's often hospitalized most times with he's sick, but like, man, considering the possibilities of how his health and outcomes could have been, you know, he's a generally a, a healthy, normal boy. Like I've never been so stoked for normal, quote unquote. But going through that trauma with my son, you know, my perspective 
on my own ambition shifted pretty drastically. There was a moment I distinctly remember in the hospital, uh, one of his doctors made this kind of like offhand comment of like, hey, look, he's probably going to be okay, but he's probably not going to be an Olympic track athlete. And for whatever reason, walking out of the hospital that day, I, I wept. I was mad and I was just devastated by the fact that my son is still this month, you know, a month old infant and we're already putting limitations on his abilities. So this idea that I struggled with in the beginning and becoming a dad that like my goals and pursuits and passions were going to have to be put on hold have now been put into a new light that look, if I could show him that there were no limitations to the things that you could do, if I could try to model that, or at least the things that you would attempt to do, that maybe it would give him the best chance at trying to eliminate any of his own limitations and be damned if he doesn't grow up to be an Olympic track athlete. So I feel like I had started to develop a pretty strong why of, you know what? No, like I, I feel like there's a responsibility to be ambitious as a parent. So I got to work on the how. And the question I find myself asking over and over again was how could I continue to pursue my passions and model ambition in a healthy way while also balancing the responsibilities at home so that I could still show up the way that I wanted to as a dad and as a husband? Because beyond my goals of climbing peaks and doing a bunch of wild stuff outdoors, I also had goals of being a great father and being a great husband. And I think it's really like in the exploration of that question of how and the many failures and some successes of attempting to figure out the answers to it, it's led us to this conversation today. And let me be very clear about something. I am not here talking because I have all the answers, nor do I think any one person does. I am here talking to you because I am looking for them. And even if all of the conversations that I'm having with these ambitious athletic dads who are crushing it in so many ways were only had and heard by myself, I would still think this is a valuable use of my time because I am on a pursuit, not just to accomplish these things outdoors with my own dreams and goals, but to be the best dad and husband I can possibly be. And I believe that the way to do that is through a combination of these endeavors to pursue things you are passionate about. And here in particular, in our respective sports or physical pursuits, and that allows you to become the best version of yourself for your family. And I'm guessing you're listening to this because you have probably asked yourself either that question or a similar question. How can I do both? Because I believe the outcome is better if I do. Now, again, I have made so many mistakes and will continue to make mistakes. I have probably made half a dozen mistakes this morning before breakfast with my kids. But one thing I do feel confident in is that I do believe that the answers are going to come down to three basic categories. The first, as you probably can guess, is ambition. All things around the idea of ambition. What does it mean to model it? Where does it come from? How do we instill it into our kids? And so on. The second category is balance. And the last being integration. If I think about these things all together, I think ambition is the catalyst. It's the spark. It's the fire that ignites you, that gives you the opportunity to show up as the best version of yourself. You know, all somebody needs to be 
happy, in my opinion, is something to be excited about. And I think the ambitions that we pursue inside and outside of our home light us up and give us that sense of fulfillment. So it's the catalyst. Balance is the foundation. It's the thing that everything has to be built on top of. It's also a great litmus test for the health of our ambition. And integration, that's the purpose. Because if we do believe that our families are our biggest and most important responsibilities, then integrating them into our passions is the purpose of doing this all in the first place. I want to spend a little time going through each of those because those are really going to be the categories that are going to be the main points of focus in our conversations with the dads we talk with on this show. So let's lean in on ambition. I think this is really a great one to start with. Coming back to something I said before, I think it is a responsibility to be ambitious as a, as a parent. It's a responsibility to model this. It's a responsibility to model this in a healthy way. Now I keep emphasizing that we must model ambition in a healthy way because we can all think of examples of elite athletes who are amazing in their sports, but you know that it has come at the expense of their families. Okay. It's a responsibility. What does that mean? Well, part of it is because your kids are going to model what you model. So when I think about responsibility, I think about, Hey, this is the way that I think you should go out and navigate the world. Like I'm going to try to model the idea of like, go be bold, dream big, like go after the things you want. And if I'm doing that, it kind of shows you like, this is how you should approach life. And I think ambition is core to men embodying their highest self, which is the other aspect of it being a responsibility. If you're going to show up as your best self, as a dad, as a husband, as a human, then you need to be doing things that allow you to be your best self. And that's through the pursuit of things that push you and challenge you and grow you physically, mentally, spiritually. I also think that athletic pursuits are the best vehicles for expressing and modeling ambition. And it's also the one that gets you the most benefits, the most bang for your buck. Yeah, you can go be successful as an entrepreneur, but you can also be extremely unhealthy and overweight and be a successful entrepreneur. Trust me, I, I have seen a dozen examples of that. People that have a ton of money and absolutely piss poor health. But to pursue something that's a physical pursuit or, or a sport or an athletic endeavor, whatever you wanna call it, like you have to have the whole package there. You got to be physically, mentally, spiritually, logistically on top of your A game to achieve things at the highest level. So I think it gives you the, the most bang for your buck. The other thing with ambition, man, is like, I don't want to be a hypocrite with my kids. I don't want to be the dad that's like, oh, son, you can go and do anything. You can be anything. Don't work that job. Like work a job that you love only to have my kids look at me and be like, well, why didn't you, dude? <laughs> why You hate your job. You Your passions are watching TV and you literally don't do anything. Like if your kids are boring and apathetic, and I'm sorry if you feel called out by that, but like, I don't know. If your kids are boring and apathetic, like who modeled that for them? I don't want to be the one telling them that this is how the world works and not modeling that. So ambition is important and it's a tricky topic. It, it, there's not something that I think you can pin down very easily with it, with its origins and where it comes from. Cause that's the other thing too, you know, especially with dads. I see a lot of dads out there that are, that are hardcore living vicariously through their kids. You would quantify them as an ambitious dad, but it is not from a healthy place. 
it's like you can see that they're that way because like they didn't accomplish their goals. And now be damned if their kid doesn't be better than they were or their dad was writing them. And that's how they think that they're supposed to be making their kids competitive, ambitious, successful, whatnot. So there's a lot that we're going to explore with that topic. We can make entire episodes on just ambition. But let's talk about balance. I think balance is most important because it's one of the strongest indicators of the health of our ambitions. Because ambitions, they can't come at the expense of our most important priorities. And balance is tricky. Like, again, a hard one to kind of pin down depending on how you want to define it. I don't think balance is that like I put equal energy into every aspect of my life all at the same times. I think it's more of like an oscillation between things. Like, of course, at like certain times, something is going to get the majority of my energy, but I've got to make sure that I swing back and give energy equally to the other things. And so balance is like this craft that has to be constantly honed and improved through intentional planning, organization, and communication. I believe that striving to balance physical pursuits and family has the ability to organize our priorities uniquely and more powerfully than anything else. This is why I think physical pursuits, sports, whatnot are the most important way to model ambition is because they're one of the most unique ways at creating clarity and strengthening our discipline and improving how we show up outside of our pursuits. Like in order for me to go and pursue big goals, I have to make sure my shit is tight at home. I've got to make sure I'm organized, that I'm prioritized, that I am on top of my game in terms of sleep, diet, presence. I've got to be thinking a lot of time out in order to make these things happen successfully. But I invariably fuck this up all the time. And so that's why I say it's a craft. It's constantly got to be honed. Just when I think that I've got it down, sure enough, I miss something. And that gives me an opportunity to get more organized, to be more intentional, to be a little bit better at the way that I'm approaching things. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. So there's something that I wildly mess up a lot of the time. I have these big training days on the weekends. Oftentimes on a Sunday or a Saturday, I could be gone for like eight hours for a very long training ordeal. And more times than not, I'm in the mountains relatively inaccessible. And where I often fail is in how I tee up my family to be successful while I, while I am gone playing in the mountains. All right. The kitchen will be messy. Like nothing is teed up for them in terms of there's no breakfast made. The, like I only made coffee for myself. Like honestly, like the most selfish way that I show up is probably the mornings that I have a really long workout. Now that's something I'm trying to improve. And I'm getting a little better, but here's the way I'm trying to think about these things in terms of striking a balance so that my family actually improves and benefits from these things. So if you've ever heard the Airbnb guys talk about the origins of Airbnb, they talk about this idea of like the ratings system. And when the company was new, they wanted to try to be really, really clear about like, what's a one-star review and like, what's a two-star review? And so they started just kind of like brainstorming of like, here's what a one-star review looks like. It's totally bad. You know, you show up and there's like dog poop on the step and like there's crime happening. Like as you show up, they start going through the different star levels and they get to a five-star review, which is like the best rating that's actually on their site. And then they start thinking, okay, like what would a six-star review look like? And then they start just dreaming about all these really interesting things that could happen, that could deliver an incredible experience for these guests. 
if they started thinking beyond the confines of just five-star review and they work up to, okay, what's a seven-star, eight-star, nine-star, 10-star. So there's this idea of a 10-star review. And so when I'm thinking about this in terms of the things that I don't do well, I'm trying to nail a 10-star tee-up for my family. Like what would it look like if I teed my family up for success so well that if they had to rate me, they'd give me 10 stars? Like what would that look like? Like, of course, all the little things are done, like coffee is made, breakfast is teed up. But like, what if I took it one step further? What if I got flowers delivered every Saturday morning to make sure that my wife woke up to her favorite flowers on the table? What if I made sure that the entire house was clean the night before so that they woke up and it was totally clean? And what if there was some soothing music that I know my wife loves to listen to that's on in the morning, ready to go? And what if I delay my workout a little bit more so that I can get up with the kids so my wife can actually sleep in? and have a better experience on the days that I go. The gist of it is like, what if I set them up for success so well that they were actually glad that I was gone? They're like, good riddance, dad. We're gonna enjoy our chocolate chip pancakes, flowers, music, and relaxing morning where we got to sleep in. Go enjoy slogging your pack in the mountains. That's an example of how I think we have to think about striking a balance between our responsibilities at home. It's not just like checking the box and like, yeah, I did I did the bare minimum, but like, how can we absolutely crush it? So that balance is something that we are successful in. And that actually has required me to take on more at home. It's not just continuing to do what I'm already doing, but like, I've got to know more. Here's a good test for you. I had this freak out one night when I was sleeping or trying to sleep one night and I call, I call it the shoe size test. I, I listen to a lot of stoicism and there's just this concept that came to me of like, what if my wife died tomorrow? How much of this stuff around the house would I know how to do? And this all started because I actually realized I didn't know my son's shoe size. I was like, I have no fucking idea what his shoe size is. How on earth would I know how to manage anything else in the house if I don't even know what his shoe size is? That should be something a father should know, don't you think? And so it's like the shoe size test. Like if your spouse was gone tomorrow, how much of this would you know how to do? Well, shit, if you don't know how to do the basics, how are you supposed to strike balance at a way where you're doing it so successfully that your family benefits from it? So now I've got this option to continue doing the status quo or to improve, to take on more so that also when I'm out in the mountains, I don't feel guilt about being gone, about leaving the house a mess, about being away from family. Because let's see, let's be honest, like that's a hard part of it, right? Is being away. Like being in pursuit of a goal means that I'm I'm gonna probably have less time with family. And so I have to crush when I am home in order to make sure that there actually is balance. We'll talk a lot about that. And I'm excited to explore logistics and get some tips and tricks about how some other dads do this. Because again, I am not that good at it. And then integration. Integration is about sharing what we love with those we love and finding ways to minimize the space between pursuing our goals and the dreams that we have and our families. Because if you believe it's a responsibility to be ambitious and to model ambition in a healthy way and that there's all these other benefits that cascade off of you being ambition and balanced, it can't be done in isolation. You cannot pursue your dreams and goals and it consider it being a healthy pursuit if it comes at the expense of our family or our responsibilities. The other aspect of integration is 
kind of what we talked about before around like not living vicariously, but like making sure that your kids are still ambitious and finding their own thing. So like, how do I help my kids find their thing, find their passions and pursue those? But the most important question I find myself with this is like, how do I appropriately challenge my kids? And that changes like every six months. And it's different for every person because their personalities are different. So how do I incorporate them into my goal so that my training is something we can do together? I'm carrying my son in a pack on a heavy pack day. I'm finding ways to get them excited about certain climbs that I'm doing. And I'm giving them a printout poster where they can track my GPS and see where on the mountain I am. And they can kind of make a game out of it. I'm writing a series of children's books so that my children and I can explore some of these topics in more of their language on their terms. I'm finding creative ways to bring them into the fold so that there's not this great accomplishment done outside of the family that the kids feel disconnected from, my wife as well. And I say all of these things are so important and I wanna tell you a story that really highlights that. Like I said, I am obsessed with all things mountains, climbing, skiing, like you name it, like it, it is something that I am extremely passionate about but it wasn't always that way. I didn't grow up in the mountains. I didn't grow up dreaming about the mountains. I didn't even really start climbing until like five, six years ago. But my own father, my whole life was always big on modeling, getting after these physical pursuits that he was dreaming of. He loved camping, loved being outdoors. But in particular, one story he told a lot was his dream of one day going to Nepal and going trekking in the Himalaya. I had no idea what this would actually look like. And I actually lived in San Diego uh, for a long period of my adult life growing up. And so like, I was more of a beach guy. Like if it didn't involve like surf or skimboarding or swimming, like I wasn't about it. And so finally my dad is getting to an age where I realized that, you know, I don't know if he's ever going to get the opportunity to go trekking in Nepal unless we kind of take action on it with him because that was his thing. He always wanted to do things with us or not at all. Love you, dad. So one Christmas, my wife and I decide, let's do this. Let's buy the plane tickets. Let's get a guide service. Let's see if we can get the whole family to go trekking with dad in Nepal to fulfill this life dream of his. And anytime I go traveling, I always try to learn about the place that I'm going to. I want to know everything about it so that I don't miss anything when I'm there. And when you learn about Nepal, invariably you learn about the rich history of mountaineering and these amazing adventures that people have gone on to climb the world's biggest peaks. I just became obsessed with the stories of these mountaineers. Like it seemed like just the, the ultimate adventure, especially when we considered that it took us seven days of trekking through the mountains to get to base camp where you start the climb and then you start the climb. So the idea that you could walk for a week with all your gear on your back just to be able to start the climb. And then when you get into the mountains, you're like the amphitheater of the gods just surrounded by the tallest peaks on this earth. It was an incredibly life-changing experience. And I was hooked. And I knew that as soon as I got back from this trip, I was going to give my, give my hand to climbing. I booked a trip immediately. And that's where I fell in love. And it's really carved out the rest of my life. We talk about that that decision tree of life and the decisions that we made. Man, I made a hard right 
when I started going into climbing because it changed the trajectory of my life. I may or may not have moved my family to Bend, Oregon from California so that I could continue to pursue these goals at a much better level. So I'm excited to explore stories like that and more as we hear from some incredible human beings with incredibly interesting and rich and diverse backstories. We're going to hear from dads that are world champions, that are literally redefining the sports that they participate in as we know it, record breakers, people that are pushing the bounds, and also incredible elite amateurs where like amateur almost isn't even doing it justice the way that they pursue these athletic endeavors where they're getting so rad that it is just remarkable the things that these people are able to achieve. But most importantly, we're going to hear about their most important position they play, which is dad and husband and partner. And the kinds of things we're going to discuss, we're going to hear about all these rich ideas around ambition, balance, and integration, and more. We're going to talk about risk. We're going to talk about fear. We'll talk logistics and nitty gritty details around like, how the hell did you do this? We're going to talk about before and after big events and how we prepare and how we invest in our families. And guys, there is really nothing that's going to be off the table. And I think this is really an important step for us to have this conversation at together because regardless of where you are on that journey, we're all taking this first step here together. We are just getting the athlete dad started. So the best way you can help, one, keep listening. Two, leave us a review. Even if you've just listened to this first episode, it really helps us with feedback, understanding the direction you'd like to go and how we can improve the show and how we show up for other dads. And share this podcast with some other ambitious dads you know. I'm, again, excited for this journey and looking forward to many more rich conversations with you. 